Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 13, verses 21 through 30. In the last two texts that we've done devotions for, Jesus has loosely implicated Judas as the one who will betray him. In this text, he's going to be even more explicit than he has in the past. Verse 21, after saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he he spoke. It's interesting that they didn't know who Jesus was talking about. Of course, we who have 2020 vision in retrospect, we have the entire scriptures. It's 2,000 years ago. We know the whole story. And so we know it was Judas. They were uncertain at the time about who it was, which speaks to the fact that Judas fit in so well with the other disciples. He didn't stand out as one who wasn't a big fan of Jesus. He didn't stand out as one who would eventually betray the Savior. He fit in very well with them. They had no idea who Jesus was was talking about. I probably don't need to draw this connection, but I believe, and I've said this many times, that there are many people who call themselves Christians, who participate in churches today, who are involved in ministries, who do Christian-like things, but who have never come to a point where they personally put their faith and trust in Jesus. On the outside, they look like everyone else. And what we can learn from this is just because, from an external view, it looks like somebody's a Christian doesn't necessarily mean that they are. Verse 23, one of the disciples whom Jesus loved was reclining at table close to Jesus. By the way, the disciple whom Jesus loved is a reference to John himself, the one who's writing this gospel. Some liberal cynics and critics, even atheists, have suggested that this is a reference to some kind of a sexual relationship between Jesus and John, which is completely and totally preposterous. So as the one whom Jesus loved was reclining at table close to Jesus, Simon Peter motioned him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So that disciple, John, the one leaning against Jesus said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered him, It is he whom I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So, when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then, after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, What you are going to do, do quickly. Now, no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the money bag, Jesus was telling him, Buy what we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. So, after receiving the morsel of bread, he immediately went out and it was night. So to make sense of this scenario, we need to think a little bit deeply and imagine what the room might have been like. Because in verse 28, it says that no one knew why Jesus said what he said to him. But if everyone heard what Jesus said to John, they would have known. So when Peter gestures to John to ask Jesus who Jesus is talking about, John, who was reclining at table close to Jesus, you can imagine, just turned and kind of had a private conversation, not that everybody in the room could hear, with Jesus. The private conversation, between Jesus and John included John asking him in verse 25, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered him, it's the one who I'm going to give this morsel of bread to. And then he hands the morsel of bread to Judas. So the whole room heard that one of you is going to betray me, but only John and maybe Peter, because he was paying attention to it from nearby, heard Jesus tell John, the one to whom I give this morsel of bread. So to the rest of the room, when Jesus gave a morsel of bread to Judas, thus implicating Judas, according to John's question, they didn't understand the 
the significance of it because they didn't hear this private conversation between Jesus and John based on Peter's curiosity. Then we pan out from that private conversation to the broader room, and when Jesus says to Judas, what you're going to do, do quickly, the entire room hears it and is confused. They don't know that he's talking about go betray me quickly because they don't have the context of the private conversation between Jesus and John. Some thought that Jesus was telling Judas, who had the money bag, to go buy food for the feast. Others thought that Jesus was telling Judas to go give money to the poor. This text says that as soon as Jesus gave the morsel of bread to Judas, Satan entered him. Satan had obviously been part of this scheme before this point, giving Judas the desire to betray Jesus and consort with the Pharisees to begin with. But here we see Satan himself, not one of his demons, not some of his demons, but Satan himself entering Judas to work through him to accomplish this most heinous of acts. The betrayal of the Messiah, the Son of God, by one of his own disciples, who is outwardly indistinguishable from the others in terms of commitment to Jesus. One other thing I want to mention about this text. When John adds the detail that he does at the very end of it, the last sentence says, and it was night. We had to perk up and wonder why, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit on John's writing, is that included? And I don't know that I completely know the answer, but I've got a couple thoughts. First of all, later in Ephesians 6, Paul is going to write about how our battle in this world is not against flesh and blood, but it's against powers and principalities and spiritual forces of darkness in the heavenly realms. The fact that it was night refers to darkness and might be reminding us that this spiritual battle is going to be handed over to the forces of darkness in the heavenly realms for a while while Jesus is crucified before he's resurrected. Another thing that comes to mind is that back in John 3, we saw Nicodemus, one of the members of the Jewish ruling council, one of the Pharisees, who was curious about Jesus coming to Jesus at night. came at night because he didn't want any of his colleagues to see him genuinely inquiring of the one for whom most of them was an enemy. In both cases, Judas's case and Nicodemus's case, what they were doing under the cover of darkness was an act that flowed from their less than full commitment to Jesus Christ. Nicodemus was curious, but there's no way he was fully committed. If he were, he would have had no problem coming out in the light of day. Judas obviously isn't fully committed, and even though his action is bold, it's not something that he's willing to do right out on Main Street. What comes to mind as a result of all this is for those of us who are truly committed to Jesus Christ, we ought to in some way be wearing that on our sleeve. Nobody should be surprised about it. Our friends and our family members, people who know us on social media, the people who've heard about us from a friend of a friend, they all ought to know that ultimately and fundamentally we are committed to Jesus Christ. We love God. We love his word because we are what I would call in the light of day Christians. Remember that old song from Sunday school, This Little Light of Mine, I'm going to let it shine, hide it under a bushel? No, I'm going to let it shine. So Christian, today, if you're tempted to shy away from fully embracing your commitment to Jesus, if you're tempted to hide it from somebody or some corner of the world, don't. Let it shine. And when we do, as John wrote in the first chapter, the darkness shall not overcome it. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple. Google, or Spotify podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, 
They are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd Annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.